Welcome to episode 456 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 456 of Iron Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Pretty good. It's a big day. It's almost like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 7. Why is it a big day? There's not going to be a lot of productivity going on in New Zealand today. That's right, you people all around the world right now. Today is the day where New Zealand are in the quarterfinals. Semi-finals? Semis. Jeez, get it I right. always get it confused. In the semi-finals of the World Cup cricket. So we, we made it through last week. Yeah. Tell us about Saturday's game, John. It's just a thumping. It was just sensational. I was going out Saturday night and had no problems going out. It was like half-time, right, game over. Oh, were you a bit worried about Saturday night? No. It, oh, no but, but, prior to, I was a little bit, but once we batted, it was all over. Oh, it was sensational, the black cap. So today we play South Africa. Now, I know the international reviewers or listeners yeah. – May not be liking our cricket updates, but we are loving the cricket in New Zealand right now. They're better than bloody this week in Lance, I can tell you that for nothing. Yeah, what's Lance been doing? He's going right, no, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah no, he's writing, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Not very, not, not very clever. No, no, he's writing in Tour de France charity ride? Yeah. That's what's happening? And yeah, no, he also got done for drunk, having a crash maybe, and yeah. blamed on his partner. Yeah. Carry on. Guys, we don't, no, care. We don't care. The black caps, the other guys we're talking about. But by this time next week, we'll know who the world champions are. And yes. I tell you what, if we don't win, John, we're going to get a lot of crap from well, our listeners. We've done pretty well. <laughs> we've bet well above our league in this tournament. So, anyway, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And trainerroad.com. And a great tool to help you get better on your bike. Okay, guys, in this week's show, we've got a few things happening. We've got a bit of news. We had uh, some big races over the weekend. We got, we're not sure if we're going to do age group of the week. We're, we're basing that on time, but maybe we have to wait till next week. We've got Statistic. Uh, we've got an interview. We have got an interview with uh, Jocelyn McCauley, who was the world's fastest age grouper in Kona on the female side last year. What, what age group was it? Uh, top of my head, I think it was 25, 29. Wow. Big future then. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll find out. There's a massive gap between age group and and pro, but she's racing pro this season, so we'll find out what her plans are. Okay, and then we've got some questions and answers at the end, and we'll also put a bit of, put of love to the patrons. So there we go. Okay, well, obviously last weekend was the first in uh, the 2015 championship races, and Ironman Melbourne was taken along, and, and uh, got lots of feedback about the race, John. Yeah, so it was uh, great racing. Uh, the, you know, interesting points were. Going, always going to be the, what sort of level they take the coverage to because uh, WTC had been given a lot of grief last year in terms of uh, you know like not covering the 70.3 worlds and in general then you see Challenge coming along and, and really upping the standard of their sort of footage. So I didn't watch huge amounts of the race um, but the other thing they introduced was the live GPS tracking of the pros. So the pros all had to carry a GPS And, and there was a lot of kind of promotion of this leading into the race. Yep. Mm. Uh, it was still very much they were pushing it was in beta phase so they were just sort of testing it out 
and um, so I didn't watch the race extensively but I definitely did go on there a number of times and certainly watched towards the end. My thoughts were the coverage was really good, um, it was sort of Kona-like coverage, they it had was, Cam, the, Cam the Harper, video was a, yeah. yeah, Cam Harper and Greg Welsh for the, most of the time when I was watching um, doing a really good job, they were a lot more informed of what was going on because of the GPS tracking, they could say right the gap is, uh, you know, 400 metre gap out there between first and second, um, they, they also had sort of, um, seemed to have a couple more split times in there and then they were sort of doing predicted times for age groupers on where they were in the course. Now that wasn't GPS, that was purely predicted times based off when they were going through timing mats and predicted speeds and what have you. So from my point of view I was trying to go on the GPS tracking, they had a map there and what you could do is you could follow particular pro athletes and I'm not, I'm not sure if you could follow the age groupers as well, I didn't actually try that and you could see where they were on the course and I was um, on there and thinking this is look, this is looking really cool and you know you could see the little dot moving um, and I thought right it's good you can kind of see the gap you couldn't see splits or anything like that and you couldn't actually see distance but you kind of see what position were people that were in and that was especially important for say your second or third tier pros which you'd normally hear nothing about and mm-hmm. you go ah there they are right he's sitting about there he's in 15th place and he's that, that far back I, right oh I get it where, where was that person if they expl- completely exploded um, but it, it, it looked good to me but then when I was watching the footage and I realised they were on the run and then for me the dots were still halfway down the bike course, I was like, okay, it's not quite working. <laughs> <laughs> but So I put a post on Facebook and it seemed for a lot of other people though it worked um, and, they, and they said it was really helpful and it worked for them. So it didn't really work for me. So I haven't got, can't give many thumbs up on the GPS tracking for the pros um, but overall thought the coverage was, 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 was good. Although in saying that, you know, it is day one of this product. So, mm. like, I went on the. I, admittedly, I was kind of busy on Sunday, so I, unfortunately, I wasn't really able to spend too much time watching the race. But I did go on there and just to see how the GPS tracking works, and I was kind of literally had two minutes to figure it out. And um, it didn't seem like an obvious thing, but mm. again, it, it was probably more where I was at. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting but, to yeah. see how this evolves. And um. I'm not sure if they've got it again this weekend in Africa. I'm, I'm pretty sure when they did the announcement, they said they'll be doing it all the championship races. Championship races. Um, so I'm more than happy to give them a break and say, you know, the overall coverage I thought was really good. They, the, 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 the blog updates were really good. You got really regular splits, so you kind of felt like you knew what was going on. Um, and I hope by, hopefully by the time they get to Kona, then they can have this GPS stuff really working quite nicely and, uh, and you can get some sort of yeah, more real-time stats. So heading in the right direction. Just, just, just as a side note, John, on our Facebook page right now, Adrian Maisie's giving us a bit of crap about the cricket. Yeah. He's saying, uh, you've done well with the Indies, well done. But Monday, your fairy tale tournament comes to an end. Looking forward to hearing your discussion about it. Adrian, you're dreaming, mate. You're he's, dreaming. He's a Saffir. You're dreaming. Oh, or maybe a Saffir or an Aussie. No, he's a Saffir. He's a Saffir, is yeah. he? Ah, mate, go back to your own country. Yeah. Go back to your own country. Yeah. Hey, we're taking it out, Adrian. We're taking it out. Okay. In terms of the actual race, uh, it yeah. was not so the... Tom, I, I, again, I didn't see a lot of it. I've read a little bit of your reports, but... It wasn't the strongest field. On, I mean, it was a strong field on the guy's side, but compared to what we've seen in previous years, you didn't have that many rock stars. You had Nils Fromholm, who's a top 10 in Kona, uh, who was the race favourite, and he was out there, him and Luke Bell, absolutely spanking yeah, it on that. the bike and yeah. uh, came off with, I think from memory, it was about an eight-minute lead. It might have even been more than that, but they were just uh, they were just killing it out there. It just looks like such a super fast course. So those guys... 
banging it out and then they had a massive lead and then you had a fairly big pack coming in after like that. Eleven minute lead, wasn't it? It was like it was massive. Mm. Yeah. It was it was it was big. So Tim Tim Burkle came in second off the bike and he had a small group back a uh, small gap back to the, the main group. And then yeah, the the runners really came through and it was just carnage out there. I mean, I've got to say this race each year is really exciting. Last year you had this sort of ding-dong battle between David Dallow and a few other fellas right there at the front and Dirk Bockle. Previous year, I think it was, you had Cam Brown and uh, Crowey sort of going head-to-head. So we've had some fantastic races and it was just, it was carnage out there. There was, you know, Nils Fromholm blew up. You had Jeff Simons, who was the eventual winner, put on a stellar run and uh, he was just like he was on death row for the last 5K that I saw. I think he's got a pretty ungainly sort of run anyway, yep. but his he had the, the Paula Radcliffe multiplied by 10 going on. His head was all over the place. So Hamilton and Lee, did it even look like he wasn't going to get it? Uh, well, it was pretty close. I mean, at the end, he's, he's had a three-minute victory, but it was sort of only hovering around that one to two minutes. Yep. So, you know, you could quite easily blow up and, uh, and, and lose it, especially when you've got a guy like Tim Burkle, who's a great runner, mm, coming mm. through. So you've got to take your hat off Jeff Simons. Um, voice is pretty sharp too. Apparently it was extremely hot. I think it got hotter and hotter and yeah, hotter. Yeah, humid. Yeah, so um, we got some feedback and someone was saying the wind picked up, but also the, just the heat became crazy. Yeah, so 244, fantastic run split as it was. It sounded like it was, yeah, the headwind was building, plus it was hot. So that makes 244 even more respectable. Mm, mm. So Jeff Simons swam 49, bike 427, and ran 244. Um, you had Tim Burkle in second, uh, 48, 427, and then 249. And Brad Carterfelt, who I was uh, I was picking to not maybe have such a great day, he had a fantastic debut in 809 in third place, ran 249. And I thought he might get a bit smoked on the bike, but he uh, he stayed with the pack and yeah, I was quite impressed with that. So what do you mean? What, what do you think that means for his future? You know, like because it's admittedly it's unfortunate. Well, it's not unfortunate. It it wasn't as strong as what we've seen in the past years. So the field, the guys who were there weren't of the level that we'd normally see in Melbourne. And mm. it'll be interesting to see what happens next year for this race because when we look at the female race, it was a bloody strong field, mm. and the guys race it was you know just not as sharp. Um, where do you see Brad go from here? Obviously, he's going to be doing more racing, but well, yeah, it's, uh, I think the, the true test always comes in Kona when the bike is super important and mm. uh, and it's pretty pretty hard riding over there. So, you know, he's 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 a good enough swimmer. He's always going to be you know right there or thereabouts out of the swim. You know, he swims forty five versus guys like Tim Burkle of forty eight. So mm. he's always going to be a front pack swimmer, and uh, yeah. Based off past performances, I thought he might get a bit blown out on the bike, but you know if he can ride similar to that, he's he's probably sort of hanging in there. Michael Albert took out the swim record as mm-hmm. well, so and Cal uh, Millwood Kiwi on debut had a pretty solid race down there in sixth. He's a yeah. guy who does cupcakes with Cal, yep. and uh, so good start his iron distance career. Okay, we're going to pause because we've got an interview we need to do, and we're back with the we'll females. We'll be back right away. <laughs> Even you're loving this nowadays, eh? Here we go. Jumbo, we are back, and so let's look at the females race. So the females race was uh, interesting. Well, was, when we look at the field, uh, it was a lot stronger than what we had in the male field, and mm. uh, it was an interesting race, wasn't it? It was. So as you, we, we kind of expected, um, Annabelle Luxford was right out in the front of the swim, swam 51 minutes, and she was joined on the bike by Caroline Stephan, who was about a minute down, and those two 
went about spanking the bike. Um, I think Caroline Stephan was probably getting a bit frustrated <laughs> that she couldn't drop Annabelle Luxford, um, but she sort of stuck to her like a limpet. And of the coverage that I saw, she was definitely at legal distance. Uh, yep. So it was not she was sitting in, but not uh, not sitting in, in inside the draft zone. And so yeah, we, Caroline Stephan had been sick before the race, so it was oh, a bit of an unknown oh, okay. year before she had. I think she had some sort of uh, bug or fever. I'm not, I'm not sure she saw what the sickness was, yep. but she wasn't in A game form and she struggled her way through the run. So they had a, a nice lead coming off the bike, but the the movers on the bike were Yvonne Van Vlerken and Mel Halstein. And I've got to say, Mel Halstein. Del Shelley, oh, I don't pronounce it. She swam 54, so she's only now three minutes down on Annabelle Luxford, who's a great swimmer. Mm. And so, for a runner to be able to turn in that sort of swim is pretty impressive. And then she well, it makes a big difference to a race, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was sort of riding more or less on par with those girls. She rode a 448, and you kind of knew when she came off the bike, and she was only a you know, a handful of minutes behind Caroline Steph and you kind of thought the writing was on the wall and, and she would run through and she did but that's when the plot thickened Bevan oh the plot thickened she was in a world of pain on the run really and it was past halfway but I'd looked at the footage early on and just watching her run she's a beautiful runner I mean, she comes from a running background steeplechaser and she was just mowing it down and she was in the lead but then all of a sudden the wheels fell off in a hurry what, what point in the run uh it was past halfway but okay. still a long enough ago, yeah. long enough to go that you could quite eat and she was only a couple of minutes in front at that stage but she was she looked like she was cramping up and then she she actually stopped on the side of the road took her shoes off and was putting vaseline on her feet so she had really bad blisters i'm not sure if she was cramping as well it certainly looked like she did and she was she had the proper iron man shuffle going on really? she was and then you came back and went i was just cooking or I was doing something and came back you know 10-15 minutes later and she's got that running form back and she was really? spanking it again <laughs> and uh, finished really strongly so Mel took it out in 8.52.51 ran a 3.06 bike 4.48 and booked her ticket to Kona because yeah, because all the winners get in an automatic slot, don't they? With, mm. with I mean, you get a stack load of points. Yeah, you probably so you, anyway. you probably get in anyway, but you have got an I like automatic that, slot. You know, it's a championship race. Yeah, you get the reward. It's I'm good. all in for it. And, and then Yvonne Van Vlerken. And this is where the plot thickened even further. <laughs> I can't even see through the plot, John. She passed Caroline Stephan. I didn't see the footage. It was in the finishing shoot. Some people said it was five meters before the finish before yeah. the finish line, um, but it ended up being a ten, 10 second, ten second yeah. gap. So I think it was probably in the finishing shoot. But apparently, Caroline. Stefan was out on her feet and went straight to the medical tent and was not in a happy place but Yvonne Van Vlerken ran through really really well for second place and then Caroline Stefan was in third and perhaps the yeah, the, the one that I thought might have done a bit better was Annabelle Luxford she only ran 3.26 to finish in sixth place what about Ronnie? Uh, she was just out there to, to not punch the ticket. She still went 908. That's not yeah. stuffing around. But she, I, I saw an interview with her before the race, and she said, well, no, I'm, I'm fit enough to do an Ironman, but I'm nowhere remotely close to being in Kona shape. So I think she... You know, just tick the box. Did, did, yeah, 908, you're not, to, you're not just ticking no. the box. You, you, you're going round a But right. the objective was not to be yeah. going all balls out. It yeah. was very so much. She ran 308, so that's on, on that day. is still pretty competitive, but it's not, uh, it's not 250. 
Mm, so, so we think it's some feedback on the race. Uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of feedback from the race, but there's one thing in particular. That, uh, Anna, I'm uh, sorry, Carol Cooper sent through just about the AWA. Did you see this? So just talking about the AWA, and she was saying yes, she thinks it's a bit elitist, but there are a few perks. Gold athletes got invited to breakfast with Craig Alexander and Greg Walsh, mm-hmm. who were very funny. There were about 30 or 40 there. Uh, it was nice to mix and mingle, meet a few fellow Kiwis. I had a discussion with the uh, CEO of Ironman Asia. Pacific about the rolling mess starts. Uh, there's reasons for doing it in Melbourne was to break out up the bike, which it did, but there's still a lot of congestion and drafting for the first 45Ks. But people were being pinged. So she so was saying that, you know, they were actually pretty good on pinging the people in the, in the draft. We also got a lot of feedback on the rolling start. People were saying it was, it was actually worked pretty well, but um, you didn't really know where you were in, mm-hmm. the, in the course. So, you know, overall, it seems like it was a pretty good, honest I'm in. Mm. Uh, so. I've got to say, I am glad I am not in the 40 to 44 male category. Wait, 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 what time? Sam Hume, who took that out 8.39, wow. and then Damien, uh, Damien Angus went 8.43. Wait a second, so what did the top guys take out? What was the top? 8.04. Wow, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Man, it's 40 to 45. So, I mean, yeah, again, if we if we take the Ironman New Zealand example, I think Brownie went 8.22 yeah, this year. Yeah, that's about it, yep. So, you know. Uh, this guy here is 35 minutes before. That's still well under well under nine hours, and he's in the 40 to 44. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive. And, and on what was not, it seemed like the day became more and more difficult. Like I looked through a lot of the age group times and the run times and nothing nothing stellar. No, uh, the runs weren't like, the, although the, the couple of the pros, like obviously Simon's was yeah, but pretty f- 244. F- when I looked through, like again, I looked through 35, 39 age group, I'm going not very fast. A lot of the female times are not very fast. Uh, again, we've talked about headwind and heat. So... 8.39, yeah, of course it's a fast bike course, but that's still pretty bloody fast. Well done, Sam, mate. That's an impressive effort. Okay, uh, anything else about Melbourne, Jombo? No, that was about... Uh, is it a race that would appeal to you? Uh, yeah, it is, because it's a nice, it's far, and it's good fast racing, and you get a good strong field. Um, you know, as I've said in the past, the motivation for me to go back to Kona when it's just a complete mess on the bike is not particularly high yep. um, I guess the one thing that turns me off about the race is it's a, it's a rolling start I get it makes a better race in terms of spreading things out yep. but you don't know where you race. are yeah. okay uh, Joe Bex has sent through um, interesting um, news yeah. people get bloody shot at Puerto Rico 70.3 so what happened there it sounded like they were just caught in sort of a cross a, a, a domestic altercation I don't know if it was domestic altercation or, or whatever it was Gangsters. but they got properly shot and they're in hospital are they okay they're, they're right. I'm, uh, it sounded like they were fine you know, they're in a stable condition but one I think got shot in the shoulder and one in the leg or something like that no they weren't shooting the, the cyclist yeah, they're just, so they're just crossfire but still it's like far out Brussels sprout That's, that uh, is not good no no Jeez, so, would you go back to that race? No. It can't be a good advertisement for the race. It cannot be, especially when we talk about it on the show. Well, it could be motivation, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Wow, well, good luck to those people getting healthier. Okay, John, other news, John's ITU update. Didn't even know about this. Well, I knew, kind of knew it was on, but we had a World Cup race in New Zealand last weekend oh, in New Plymouth. You? We got some, all our cricket news has taken over the world. And, uh, they had you a World didn't Cup even race. know about this? I knew it was on ages ago, but I, there was nothing in the paper because everything's been about the cricket in well, the last couple enough. of weeks. And I didn't even see a picture. We didn't really have hardly any Kiwis racing, so there wasn't much um, media interest in the event. But yeah, it was... A uh, New Plymouth. A New Plymouth. Yeah, they've had a race there before, but um, South Africa... How come you didn't know about it? I knew it was on, but they didn't promote it. I mean, um, it's it's a second tier race. So yeah, well, World Cup but races it, it is, is an age group race as well. Or is yes, it purely? Yeah, um, but I don't think they get many age groupers there. Um, so Richard Murray took it out. 
and and, and he got a penalty on the bike and yeah. still took it out. Wow. So other news: yeah. uh, Phil Graves is coming back to ICU. You reckon? Uh, I was just I was just having a look at this because we we have this one will get promoted a bit more, although probably a lot less than what it normally does because we have the World Triathlon Series coming to Auckland this weekend, which is kind of you why going they up have. There? No, I'm not. No, no. Uh, but Phil, I just noticed on the start this year, Philip Graves, who's done Ironman, is uh, is coming. He hasn't really cracked Ironman, but has he? No, no. no. He, like he's oh, Phil's a great cyclist, and uh, it was all, we were, like he came over and we thought, well, this could be really interesting. But he's he's done okay, but he hasn't really kind of nutted mm. it out yet. So, uh, so we've got a pretty big race this weekend. We have in Auckland. It's a fantastic course, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all goes. So you're saying that Gomez, Brownlee, and Muller is going to be pretty awesome. It should be. It should be a yeah. Gomez has done well on this course. Mola might get shut out. He does really well in the sprints, but this is an Olympic distance course and the packs tend to stay a little bit more split up. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then probably the other subplot in this one is Gwen Jorgensen, who just is just so far in front of everybody else because she's such a machine runner. This is the one course where the girls can actually uh, beat her up a rolling bit, on the bike. Uh, pretty hilly on the bike and the packs can stay away. But they need... They'll need three minutes on her. It's like, you know, you go to Kona and the girls, you need 15 minutes on Rinny. You go to any race, they'll need three minutes and you've got to have a good run. Wow, that's my Okay, Ironman South Africa is coming up this weekend. It's another regional championships. And if we look at the field, uh, let's have a look here, John Boo. Is it it the kind of field we want to see at regional championships? The men's field is stronger than what they had in Melbourne. Melbourne. And... I think one of the reasons for that is a lot of the athletes tend to go out to South Africa to train. Yep. So last year we had uh, Nils Fromhold take it out from Kyle Buckingham and Faris Al Sultan. And then on the girls' side of things, we had Simone Briand. It wasn't championship last year, was it? It was not. No, it's no. first year as a championship. Lucy Gossage and Jodie Swallow on the girls' side of things. Yeah, this year it's a strong field. You have Frederick Van Leerd, Ivan Rana, Bas Diederen, and Nico Lanos, and Kyle Buckingham. Uh, James Kinnamara? Yeah, and so Bart Arnotts, uh, Mark Trapman. So, you know, in that top 12 or so, you've got multiple Ironman winners. You've got um, Victor Del Corral in there as well. So, in total, you have about. 42 men. About 41 men. Nearly 50 men. You've got a few down the bottom. Oh, there. yeah, you have two. Um, who are unrated. Yeah, far out. So uh, Dave, David McNamee, the Pommy guy, uh, is going to be racing. He's a former ITU guy. And the one on tryrating.com who doesn't have a, a ranking, so I'm wondering if it's his first iron distance race. He's won ITU World Long Distance Champs before is Sylvain Sudri. So he could be one that could be in the mix. Wow, 50 pros. That's great, isn't it? It is. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, so we've got the uh, same sort of money as... We did for Melbourne, so 150k on the line, and you got 4,000 points. So it's a it's a it's a big race on the points scheme. On the girls' side of things, uh, again strong, but it's kind of a little bit of a flip from what we had in Melbourne. I'd say the guys' field here is stronger, and then the girls' field is is still strong, but it's, it's kind pick. of the opposite yeah. opposite ways. Lindsay Gossage, Judy yeah. Swallow, yeah. So some 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 great girls, Lindsay Corbin, um, and Tina Dickers. So you have got plenty of Ironman winners, Camilla Pedersen. Uh, so maybe I, maybe I was speaking a bit out of turn. It's actually a pretty bloody strong field. Yeah. Britta Martin seeded number eleven, and she's won multiple races these days. So yeah, and I'd about call- 33, uh, 30 female pros. So. Mm. so I'd call that a solid championship field. Yeah, it's great. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. It'll be interesting to yeah, we're interesting to talk about the race next week. Okay, uh, we've also got it's um, Carla coming up as well. Where's that? Uh, Carla, somewhere in America. Nice. 
That's it. Wow. There you you go. your geography lesson for the day. There you go. Somewhere in America. <clears throat> we got some sad news, John. Um, the, the pass is away. Steve. Steve Tarpanian, who we've actually met in Kona. You might not remember oh, who he is. Oh, yoga guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so really? um, I know we've still got his. I was saying to Blunder, we've got his like yoga DVD. We do yeah, it fairly I, I've regularly. Met him quite a few times in Kona. Yeah, because when I'm standing on the side of the road. Yeah, he's often on um, on Palani Drive. Oh no. So sad to see him no longer with us. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's another case of depression. From from what I saw, um, he's been battling depression. So. Um, oh, don't know sad, the full sad. story, but sad to see him go. He's been a, not just the yoga DVD, but he was a big influence in, in the New York area in terms of getting things going. He's been a multiple Ironman um, himself and does does a lot of coaching. So sad to see him go. And along with, and this is you know more pertinent to South Africa this weekend, Linda Scatlin, Scatlin who was um, training partner with Edith Niederfringer, and she's passed away as well, and she got. Uh, wiped out in a bike crash in a crash in South Africa and the pictures have you had a look at this picture on Slow Twitch uh, which click, one's this click one? on click on the link there and you uh, she's been wiped out and Edith Niederfringer was, was in hospital as well oh, wow. but the bike I'm pretty sure it's a SIPO but you would yeah, you, I don't I've never seen a bike that look at the truck mangled in, the in my life Man, so I've got to say it's not surprising that she passed away because that bike is just completely munted. Oh, so yeah, bit of sad news. Oh man, feel for those people and, and their loved ones around them because it's obviously a pretty horrible thing to be going through. So our thoughts are with uh, both of those people and their loved ones. Okay, Jumbo, um sponsor. Trainer Road, Coach John Newsome Challenge is oh, underway. Here we go, here we go. Oh, you didn't call I am Talk Challenge. I, I chose. I, I'm, I'm going to pass that on to Jonathan love. Lee. He put. He called it the Coach John Newsome Challenge. Okay. It is in the I Am Talk forum. So in terms of all the workouts, so this is pretty cool. You go on to Trainer Road. You, know, you sign up. It's only ten bucks a month to do that. No brainer. Um, join up to the I Am Talk team. We've got over about three hundred. How many? We've got three hundred and. Uh, about 330 people on the team now. Nice, nice. So it's a big team. It's looking good. And you go onto our forum within the team, and Jonathan's posted the the 10 workouts. And there are basically a bunch of workouts that that I've. Um, so, so you some, created it. I've, I've created some uh. of those workouts, and then they've pulled in a bunch of um, their sort of classic ones. So it's 10. Solid sort of workout so examples. Um, so we've got we've got the old classic 125 percent of FTP test in there. So oh, you can that, nice. How so long you can you see. How, we've also got uh, a ramp test that I've um, that I sort of set up. So you start at a very low intensity, yep. and then every just minute you just uh, cranks it up every more. We've got a 10 by three minutes at FTP. We've got a few other ones that I've sort of set up that are based around. Got any longer ones? Uh, we've got two by 12 minutes. A couple of the workouts are, are two hours long, oh. and they've sort of got 20 to 30 minute blocks sort of 75 to 90% of FTP. Nice. So some of them are, are to failure and some of them just are just good, solid, yep. moderate workouts. So they're all sort of tempo to, to very hard workouts. There's no easy sort of spins in there. But um, here's the deal. Challenge starts started last week. I posted it on, the face, on our Facebook page. It started on March 16th and goes until March 30th. So you've got a sort of a two-week window to do these workouts. They'll stay up there anyway. So if you're listening to this later, you can still go and do the workouts. But if you want to be a part of this, you've got to finish all the 10 workouts. Oh, so you've got to do all 10 to be in. Mm. So it's 10, 10 workouts in 14 days, and we, 
I might have a chat to Jonathan. We might extend it a little bit more. So just get on there and, and, and get stuck in. But that's sort of the plan. Prizes will be randomly awarded to three finishers of the challenge and you get a three-month trainer robe subscription, trainer robe t-shirts and water bottles. Nice. So, you know, there's a sort of 50 buck or so prize in there. Nothing wrong with getting three months of free subscription. A couple of questions that often get asked, asked, do I have to do each workout on a certain date? Nope, just complete all 10 workouts within the 14-day period. Well, that's kind of intense, isn't it? Like yeah. that's, that's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. 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 Um, do I get a cool badge on my profile like other trainer row challenges? Nope, not for this, but you can rest easy knowing that you're pretty awesome. Yeah. Right, okay. That's a good answer. No, 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 we're not. But hey, you're awesome. Number three, if the workouts are too hard, can I reduce the workout intensity? Of course you can, but this challenge was designed to be very doable, so I won't recommend it for this one. In fact, keeping the intensity at 100% is key for stages 1, 6, and 10. Nice. Question four, what if I see somebody just breezing through at 20% intensity? Heckle that person and encourage them not to be a pansy. Is this, is this what you wrote? No, this is what Jonathan wrote. <laughs> In all honesty, we won't be policing every completed ride. So integrity and honour the system are definitely yeah, in play yeah. here. Hey, cool. people who listen to I Am Talk are good people. So you've, you've basically got 10 days from today to complete the challenge. So one ride every day uh, and just get stuck into it. Give it a crack. Again, as I said, if you're listening to this later on, you can still go on and do all these workouts. There's some pretty funky ones in there. Go into trainerroad.com, sign up, join up to the IM Talk team, then go onto the forum and you can see the trainer, the, the, the Jonathan Lee has posted on there. That's got the workouts. Get on there, get stuck into them. Okay, love your work, love your work. Okay, so get on the team, guys, trainerroad.com. Okay, guys, last week's discussion. Um, went crazy, Bevan, went crazy. It did go crazy, didn't it? It was, it was a bit of a popular one, so let me pull it up here. So the discussion was... If they transported Kona, everything about Kona to somewhere else, so you've got same level of competition, all the... yes. Same sort of course, everything's awesome, except it's not in Kona. It's Joe Bell, Joel Bell even shared it, and he got lots of comments on his one. Nice. We like you were, Joel Bell, of the Hampton Roads Triathlon Cycling Running Club. So there we go. Okay, so Jonbo, you can go first. Righty-ho. Um, why don't you go first, Bevan? Okay, i got David <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barrett. Uh, assuming I qualified, yes, I have a hard time believing anyone that qualifies for their Sports World Championship setting aside that debate would not go no matter where, assuming basically safety. Uh, Hawaii and Kona have no significance to me as triathlon or travel destination. Um, Grant Petrie, if by miracle I somehow qualified, I'd go anywhere. But let's make it some place really cool um, for a race like Klagenfurt, Ironman, Austria. Can Nemo Helen Brunt's got no, it's unlikely that I would ever qualify for WTC World Championships, no matter where they are held. However, I do have plans to go to Kona as a spectator someday because of both the beauty and of the venue and the history of the race. If it moved to another location, it's doubtful I'd make the special trip to that location just because it was a new WTC World Championship. Gary Fegan, good old Fegan's back in the yeah, game. From Fegan, why are you going, Fegan? Uh, Kona is cool, but not as much as the kudos of qualifying. They could put the World Championships in the back of beyond, and people would still be queuing up to go. I'm not sure why WTC don't have multiple qualifying only events. Is after the one and dones, buy the t-shirt and get the tattoo. It's the main draw to keep people coming back to their events. The Hawaii course has changed how many times? I don't see anyone saying they'll only go to Ohau in February because of tradition. Nice, uh, Quentin Foggery's got probably not. It's the history and the tradition which draws me to it. Not to mention Island 
Lava Java. Another one who's uh, Nick Rose, who's been there a few times. For every person who says no, there are 10 who say yes. It's a fact that us olders, oldies, drawn by the history and revere of Kona as a mecca, are probably not in the majority anymore. And the young ones coming through probably don't follow the same legends as we do in the same way. There are thousands that would go if they qualified ir- irrelevant of where it was as long as it was the WTC and badged as Ironman world champs. They will go. So it's, I've just sort of another discussion of the week. You know, because when I started, it was it was the Hoyts in 89. They were, they were the stories, weren't they? Right. You know, like, you know, I know you were brought up in triathlon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, when, when we think of when I started, which is like – early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, when we were going to Kona and they were still selling the, the 89 story, you know, for mm-hmm. pretty much the 90s, that was the story that sold and Hoyt, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that inspired a lot of people to get into the sport. I wonder what's, what's the stories that are getting people into the sport right now? Because I'm sure 89 is probably not the thing that people look at nowadays. Mm. And I'm sure Hoyt probably still people see it a little bit, but it's not as... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in today's kind of um, media-heavy consumed world, those things get a little bit more lost. So it'd be interesting. Maybe we could do this discussion for those who are newer to the sport. Not this week. I've got Michael No, 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 no. But we'll write this down and keep it for the record. Okay, I've got Michael Solomon here. He's got, uh, who knows, maybe what we are currently experiencing is a telltale sign. For example, the introduction of the AWA ranking is a method to eventually qualify age groupers based on points and therefore the Ironman Brown focus athletes who want to qualify to register for more events. Look at 70.3. They are extra slots available on the roll down based on buying season races, passes for up to four races. To be honest, I think challenge may bring another level to the sport. For example, the best of the challenge, top three in each age group, and then the top three in each age group via Ironman. The combination of qualifiers from each brand would provide an appropriate world champion. Uh, this would then also break down the monopoly and open up some competitiveness between brands and drive down the entry fees to attract athletes to different brands. Food for thought. And no, I would not charge change Kona for its tradition and iconic event that should be protected. Uh, Joe Lees. Yes, I went to 70.3 World Champs even though they weren't in Las Vegas. Montron Blanc put on a fabulous event and the buzz was incredible. I can only imagine it would be tenfold at Ironman and pros would always turn up for the prize money. Okay, uh, Joel Bell's got, nope, uh, Joel Bell, sorry. Um, I go to Kona because it's Kona. I know I stand no chance of being there competitively so it's about the experience of race week in Kona for me. My final one, Darren Eaton. Short answer, yes. I'm challenged by wanting to race at the pinnacle of my chosen sport, just like the Olympics. I wouldn't care where it is. I would just want a date, a venue, and a slot, and I would go for sure. Many people are just as excited about the Kona sideshow exhibitions, and that is definitely portable. Okay, I'm going to do two more. Matt Pitch Fisser, the Curly Freight oh, yeah. Train, because we've got a couple of legends of the show here. No, if I ain't Kona, I ain't going. There you go. And my heavy American accent too. It ain't Kona, I ain't going. That's my that's my John <laughs> that's Wayne. Heavy, yeah, yeah. Uh, may not go anyway, as I don't care to do another Ironman to qualify. Seventy point three qualify, yes. Otherwise, none of them are really that alluring to me anymore after rolling down the Queen K. And then Brandon Del Campo. Oh, this is bringing back the old names. Oh, Brandon, just because some athletes got a shot to race at Puerto Rico, oh, got shot, shot to race in, the, in a race at Puerto Rico, doesn't mean that they want to hold the World Championships in the Middle East. Although NBC coverage would be entertaining. So there you go. Um, and then Frank Houdini's got bullet points. Yes. I like <laughs> it, Frank. I like his style. Okay, Jumbo, your thoughts. 
One of the things, if I look at purely from my point of view, not whether this would be a success or anything, one of the things that appeals for us Kiwis for Kona is Hawaii is a pretty cool destination to go to, yeah. irrespective of its triathlon. So I think that's got the added allure, right, I can go over there, I can race. It's a cool place, I can hang out afterwards. You're probably not going to get anybody complaining when they're going to come over and support things because, again, yep. they get a pretty cool experience. So that's one one tick for me. The other one for us down here, it's a really accessible race. I mean, it's um, it's for us, it's yeah, you know, it's an it's an easy, pretty easy flight over. And the other thing, cool course, and then accommodation is pretty easy over there as well. You know, yeah. there's lots of condo accommodation. You don't have to stay in a hotel. You can do all your cooking. So there's lots of plus points for me. So that really that would need to be replicated. But the question was all that stuff. But that stuff, can be replicated yeah, too, can't All it? that stuff, the question was all that would be replicated. So for me, I'd be happy to go somewhere else. Initially, yeah, it would not quite be the same, but uh, I would be happy to go somewhere else if everything was the same. If it was a couple of easy flights for us, if you had good accommodation, if you had a good course, I'd be there, but it wouldn't wouldn't make a, a huge difference to me. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we think about like you think about iconic sporting trophies, you know, and some trophies that were like I'm not sure. I don't know much about football, so I'm probably going to want to speak Tread carefully. Too, yeah, but like the FA Cup's not as big as what it used to be, is it? Yeah, there's lots of reasons for that. Yeah, but it's basically other hmm. cups come along, and uh, you know, and you do look at some sporting, you know, where we're you know, like the Ranfurly Shield in New Zealand is, is a big iconic rugby shield. And back in the 80s and 90s, it was to have the Ranfurly Shield was pretty Huge. much the mecca. Now it still has some prestige, but, but it's, no. it's not what it used to be. And, uh, and and I do think that, you know, we look at like Nice. You know, Nice was mm-hmm. kind of the other Kona really, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It was Nice and Kona every year, and, and now Nice is a bit of a non-event. Mm. And so I think that actually if WTC did take the World Championship around the world, most people would follow I'm sure there'd be the hardcore who'd be gutted that they wouldn't have that Kona experience. But at the end of the day, if the pros are all going, if no one turns up to Kona, let's say next year they say Kona is going to happen, but we're not going to have the pros here, it loses its edge, Mm. you know. And so I I don't know. I think that you know I would want to go to the World Championships. It would take a couple of years for it to sort of yeah gather some momentum. People they couldn't and it's their trump card. Oh yeah, yeah. It's never going to happen. No. But let's just say let's say they had an oil spill in Kona and for three years you weren't able to swim in the water. Just let's just say some hype that they would have to do something. Yeah. Um. So yes, but I would I would go to other places. Yeah. As long as everything sort of fell into place. But maybe it's because we've been here. Sorry. Well, like we've been there, we've done mm. it. So I think for maybe the people who have been there and done it, it's a much easier, you know, for mm. me to say, well, you know, I'd, I'd go somewhere else. But if I'd never been there and I'd, you know, been in triathlon for the period of time that I have, I think deep down I'd be really gutted and I'd probably be. A bit if they annoyed. went and put it in Dubai or something like that, wouldn't have the same appeal. No. Of course, it wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't be the same. But no. so I, I haven't got a good suggestion on where somewhere suitable would be. Yeah. But. Something like Nice would be pretty funky if they went back to Nice. You know, there's plenty of accommodation. It's a pretty cool course. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just food for thought. Okay, this week's discussion, John. So you've already got this one. He's got, uh, would you change anything about the Lottery and Legacy program? And the reason we're going to do this one is we got, uh, we've got we had a few emails through in the last seven days, and it's kind of been contrasting emails because we've got some from people who got the lottery slots, and they're pretty much over the moon. And then we've got some people who missed out on the legacy slots. And we're going to read those emails out next week. Um, but we're just basically thinking, you know, currently if we look at the legacy slots, we in the legacy there's no cost to register from what I can see. Yes. Um, we hit 17 from Australia, one from, is that Britain? Brazil. Or Brazil, Canada, seven, two from Germany, one from France, four from Great Britain, one from Japan, one from New Zealand. One from Panama, one from Singapore, 
and one sixty-two from America. The lottery, it's the fifty-dollar system, same deal, sixty percent of the US, forty percent of the rest of the world, which seems slightly unfair. Um, that, that's just how the numbers rolled out. So for, from the lottery now, you know, you pay fifty bucks and you go in the draw, and then. But do they don't do, they do separate? From what I could see, it's a, it used to be yeah. American lottery, rest of the world. Yep. Now it is lottery. So maybe just more Americans are paying. Yeah. To, okay. So the result was 60% of them, uh, the people drawn were Americans, 40% were the rest What's of the, the world. What's the PC lottery? Uh, the physically challenged. Okay. So that's so, five slots as well. Yep. So so basically right now, there's a kind of a split. So altogether, how many is legacy getting about? It's 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. 100 in the legacy, 100 in the lottery. Okay. So would you change anything about the legacy and the lottery system for, pro, uh, for Kona? And next week we'll have a big discussion around this because we do have some big emails and one thing that I do like about the lottery system now is if you enter one year then you enter again the following year then you have two tickets so you've got to pay every year yep. but each year that you miss out you get an extra ticket so if you enter five years in a row you pay 50 bucks every year you get five tickets versus if somebody's entered for the first year they only get one ticket kind of like that so you've got to improve chance if you keep forking up the cash okay John but let's do age group we're going to do age group of the week we're going okay. to do it You're going to, we've got time I'm the one who needs to be finished early. Okay. Okay, here we go. I'll put some music on. Age group of the week. I went a bit crusty a little bit there, eh? Good old Lynette Gordon. Lynette Gordon, she sent through this week's age group of John. She goes, hey guys. Hey John. Hello, hello, Lynette. Hello, Lynette. How you going? Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're watching the cricket today. I'm sure she will be. Hang your head in shame. Anybody in New Zealand who's not watching the cricket this afternoon, hang your head in shame. The country needs to stop. She's from Wanaka. She's a Wanaka chick. That's uh, that's, she is. Okay, um, I would like to nominate my husband, John Gordon. That's a good name. It's a good, strong name, isn't it? Yeah. I like it when people have two first names as their names. John Gordon. Nice. I do like that. Um, For your age grouper of the week, uh, after his awesome result at Ironman New Zealand last weekend, so this is a couple of weeks ago, it was only his third long distance triathlon and his first Ironman, yet he blew the existing uh, IMNZ 60 to 64 race record of 10.53 to smithereens, John, in a time of 10.15. His run time... That is smoking. 38 minutes. By 60 to 64 category. Yeah. That's dominating the dojo. That's the record he's beaten. That's not beating the other competition. No, that's the record record he's he's beaten. His time of, his run time of 3.31 was 64th overall. And he didn't feel like that he'd had a particularly good run. As his biggest fan, okay, groupie, well, you sound like you're a pretty big fan, it's good. I was disappointed that his total annihilation of the record wasn't acknowledged at prize giving. It probably should have been because that is... A world Not domination, really. let's be honest. The fastest old culture time we can find is Vest. Yeah, Yves Tabarant. I've met him in France. He is a uh, he is pretty legendary. Really? So he's done a time of 10.09 in Kona in 2010. If all goes to plan, I reckon our old New Zealand codger, oh, yeah, the codger there, sorry there. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, could, could give that some serious nudge come October this year. John loves your podcast and you'll be so embarrassed that I sent this. Go on, make his day. Jonbo, that is phenomenal, isn't it? It is. triathlon. So, do you, know, so do you know John? Well, no, the, you, John, if you're listening, you've actually got another namesake in Christchurch as a, as a triathlete who's even older than you, uh, John Gordon from Christchurch. He had a couple of sons, and he's a, a mul- I think he's a multiple world age group champion. Is he the guy with the beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, 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 would be, age group he, he would probably be 70 to 74. Was he an old now. principal, eh? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son's yeah. a teacher as well. Um, so he's he's a couple of stages up from you. But we've got old Dr. Feelgood, Dave Dwan. He was um, he had his eye on the 60-64 category this year. Unfortunately, Dave got knocked off his bike the day before the race, and he was sort of going, you know, if everything what, falls what, into what, place. What would Dave's time be? Like if I, he was... can't, I can't remember exactly what time, but he said if everything falls into place, I reckon I could be within a shout. And he comes back. He, he wasn't able to race because he got um, concussed. concussed the day before the race. He came back and said, oh, well, <laughs> these guys in the Sage group were just out of this world. So John swam at 58. Solid, yeah, for it. very you solid. Remember, this guy's over sixty and five thirty-eight on the run on the bike, and then three thirty-one for a ten-fifteen. But he won his age group by over forty minutes. Yeah, it is. Like when remember we talked about our official domination of the dojo. That, that is. is an official domination of the dojo. That is amazing. Top hundred overall. Yeah, very <sighs> impressive. So he beat all the people. I, I looked yesterday, and he beat all the people in his age group below as well. Um, oh, did he really? So he took down Douglas Scott and Co. Douglas, good old Douglas. Oh, come Scott. on, Douglas, sharp it up. Seconds. So ten seventeen was the winning age group in the uh, the age group below, and then ten twenty three and ten thirty five. So beat all them. He didn't. I don't think he beat the fifty year olds. The fifty year olds were. A, Tickle quicker, I think. So but if you got uh, there, I'll pull yeah, it up. he had King Glass. I mean, oh, okay. uh, he, he still would have got uh, fourth place in the fifties age group. So pretty impressive, pretty damn impressive actually. And good to see he's a Kiwi, and good to see he's off to Kona. And it's good to see he's watching the cricket today. Going to be crushing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you better be. Uh, do do an eight-hour training session in front of the cricket. That is that that is really cool, isn't it? Mm. You know, like that's. And good to have to see you've got a wife who's very proud of you. I'd be fascinated to see how he goes in Kona. Mm. You know, like it would be really... Some people that you know talk a big game in Kona and they don't deliver. Yeah, I, I knew this one guy last year. He yeah. had a website even. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so Kona's a different kettle of fish, but John, we've got confidence in you. You could do it for the country. Come on, John. Come on. John Gordon, you are our age group of the week. week. Okay, let's just do the words. Ready? Three, two, one. Statistic. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Okay, so last week we were talking a lot about the work, the records at Kona. We had a, a few weeks where we didn't know what was happening, but everyone came through. And this week we're going to be talking about the female records mm-hmm. at Kona. And the reason this came up is because I couldn't find them anywhere, but good old Torsten from tryrating.com, go check it out, people. He came to the party and he delivered. So the course records for the females in Kona, these are our stats. We've got multiple stats. I could yeah. I could have padded this out for four weeks. You really could have. Um, but I've chosen not to. I'm amazed you haven't, actually. Yeah, so am I, actually. Because <laughs> you're saying you're getting a lot of stats. I, I was looking at it yesterday going... Hmm, I should pad this out, yeah. but I won't. So the current women's course record is Marinda Carfrey, 2013, 8.52.14. 852 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 852.14. 
You she, just sit back. She's got go, the course go, record. Go see what the weather's going to do in Auckland for, for today. <laughs> it's good, John. It's good. Apparently, we've got to put your sunblock on. A few showers, potentially. Oh. Hopefully, so, two days of rain, we get to the final. Marinda Carfrey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if the, rain, the final gets rained off, we win as well, probably, because we're top qualified. Surely they, yeah, well, they, they do have a backup day from here on in. Yes. So you need two days. Anyway, back to the triathlon. Marinda Carfrey, amazing, 8.52. Current swim record, a bit like the boys, was a long time ago, 1999. Jody Jackson swam 48.00. 43 that's fast considering most of the guys come out of the water these days in uh, 50 to 50 51 minutes or so no surprise on the bike Karen Thurig uh, has the course record there at 444 19 in 2011 outstanding and Marinda Carfrey set the course record last year 250 26 which is just ridiculous who won who won 93 93. Was that the, wouldn't it Erin win it? She won it twice. Let's let's do some bit of research here because 93, her and Paula, they've got the second and third fastest time. Mm-hmm. They did a, a 458 and then a 450 on the bike. Oh, so g- give me two seconds. and uh, It's really interesting with the girls' bikes times. They they haven't really got that much faster. We, was, we look at the bikes and the guys. We, I've got last year's last week's one up with the boys. You know the bike. You know we've seen a lot of fast speed come in the bike over the years, and it's really the run that hasn't improved that much. Whereas in the girls, it's kind of vice versa. The bikes have kind of sat in the same place, but the mm. runs improved massively. So it's just interesting that it's almost flipped on its head, isn't it? Close race ninety three. Paul Newby Fraser took it out eight fifty eight twenty three. Yep. Oh no, she was 10 minutes in front of Erin, sorry. Um, but Erin rode 4.50. Yeah. Bloody hell, that is f- yeah. smoking fast. And uh, and Paul Newby Fraser rode 4.58. Erin swam 58, so she was five minutes down. She pegged that back, hit the lead, but then only ran a 3.19 versus... Uh, versus a 3.16. So yeah, you're right. The bike times are amazing. The run times not quite so fast yeah but, but you know and then we look at how the girls run times you know because back in the old days a, a three-hour runner in the girls was pretty phenomenal mm. you know we're getting quite a few girls sub three now um yeah and whereas the boys the run times have pretty much stayed no one's really getting any faster than what they're doing in the late 80s and 90s whereas the bikes the massive gains of head so it's just really interesting to see how there's almost two different types of races right now, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. So um, of the, the what's interesting now in, in, in all of those records, swim, bike, run, and overall record, Chrissy Wellington's name's not there anymore. Yeah, I did think that. I, when I saw that this morning, I thought it's kind of disappointing that she doesn't um, have some place in any of those because – but. Hey, that's records. So, you know, you're going to find now with the women's run records, it's just littered with Marinda Carfrey's splits and Caitlin Snow's splits along with Chrissy. Those three will just dominate. How the, fast do you think a woman could go in Kona? Do you think you can get down to like any much, you know, because we're in. Oh, I can't. Nobody's going to run faster than, I mean, never say never, but 250. Nobody's even within cooey of that. You know, you take Marinda Carfrey and um, Chrissy and they're the only ones that got close. Caitlin Snow's been a high 250s, but... I mean, 250 is just insane. That's just amazing, eh? Um, it's so cool. Mm. That run last year was just something special, wasn't it? Mm. Like, I'd written her off. Mm. You know, I was oh. telling my Aussie friends on the Leahy Drive, oh, she's got no hope. Yeah, but she's around, it's 252 and a 253. It's, you know, it's just. I wonder ridiculous. if she can get under 250. Like, yeah. In the, wow. She'd have to have a magic Because like, the third was, fastest run? It was. Overall, yeah, 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 definitely. Like yeah. That. It was very good running conditions last year. So, yeah. for some people. Still. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> okay. on, on then on the, the, the just in terms of some of the other names on the bike, you got Karen Thurig has got three in the top ten there. This is based off the 2011 sort of results. Paul Newby Fraser, Erin Baker's in there, and you got a few with Natasha Badman in there as well. So good oh, times. Uh, Jaguar was it Jaguar? Who bike? Remember who bike? Cheetah. cheetah, the Cheetah. Okay, Jumbo sponsor. Athlinks.com. Yes. They've got a few new features coming up. Well, they've, they've sort of spruced things up. It's looking really good. I've been, I was on there. Like, yeah, it's This is fantastic. If you've got a club or you've got anything like that, get all your people on the club and it, on here, and it's just fantastic for extracting all the results. What I was trying to do, I was trying to come up with a system. We've got our winter cross countries coming up, and I was trying to come up with some sort of handicapping system. Um, so when you go to a race we can have sort of percentage behind the winner or something like mm. that. And it just go back to my old run results and it'll have all the people that are my rivals on there, like Murray Lapworth and Phil Patterson and all those. Yeah. And it's just got the all different... All those guys you smash, smashed. Eh? All, yeah. the diff- all the differences in there. It's just a fantastic tool for being able to quickly go in there, get all your old results. You go to the Athletics Canterbury website, not there. Go in here, boom, you're all there. And as long as you get everybody else buying into it, it's a fantastic tool for being able to extract things. So teams... You've got teams or you've got your own little club or your own little group of training mates. Get on there, make sure they're all signed up, claim all your results, and then you can quickly use that as a reference point. And yeah, create some fair system. I was doing percentage time behind the winner. Nice. And then your average percentage. So we've got a series of races over winter. We have like eight eight or so races, and you have your average percentage, and then each race you have percentage behind winner. Yep. Somehow I was coming out, still coming out on top every time. So I've got funny <laughs> there. He creates a system where was, he always does well. I was going, oh, was it epic kept a bit like that at times? Yeah, I've got to kind of come up with a different system here. But in terms of getting all my stats, Athlinks is where it's at, and they've got they've got they've simplified things a bit there now, and you can also go on there and you can put some comments on different um, races that you've done. You can give people a little cheer or a shout out saying come on pick up your game or fantastic race so get on at people athlinks.com your race starts here uh, and I think John just made a really good point get your friends involved make sure they all sign up as well because it you know it just makes it better if you're involved so athlinks.com it's free it's free there you go there's no there's no cost John ah. okay we've got an interview so John managed to hook up um, Jocelyn McCauley Jocelyn McCauley who was the female age group champion in Kona of all age groups first female home in Kona last year and has recently turned pro so we thought we'd get her on and get her to talk about what it's like to be you know the fastest age grouper and uh, making that transition into pro so here is Jocelyn right now righty ho last year in Kona we always have some amazing performances and the fastest female age grouper of the day is today's guest she was in the took out the 25 to 29 age group but almost more importantly was as I said the fastest age grouper overall she swam 104 biked 524 and ran a fantastic 314 and uh, all the way from Cincinnati Ohio is Jocelyn McCauley welcome along to the show thank you Right, now... Where do we start? Where do we start with you? Um, uh, from, from my stalking that I did on you when I was getting, getting ready on the show, um, you're, you're pretty new to this game. Yeah, I am. Um, I did my first half last year, so... Well, not last year. I keep thinking that it's... I, I'm not used to the year change, so I guess 2013, so... And, and what was your background prior to coming in to try? I was a runner. I ran all through high school, ran in college, and did a little bit of elite racing after college, um, and then started triathlon. So I come from a runner background, which I think is 
a lot of fun doing triathlons with a runner background. So, what, what was your kind of distance that you were racing? So in college, I did like a, I did long distance. I did 5K, 10K, and cross country, um, which in the states is like a five or six K, depending on the race, um, on grass. So um, I did did long distance, and then after that, I did like 10K races, road races, and then half marathons. Um, I've never run an open marathon. My only marathons have been the three that I've done in Ironman distance. So. And uh, what kind of time would you do a five in? Um, well, my, my PR for the five is like a 1645. So, mm -hmm. and what about, what about a 10 K and a half marathon? People love these. these oh, we love the stats. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't know I was going to be. We want a school that. report. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's on my race resume. Let me pull that up. Right. Um, <laughs> so my 10 K, I want to say it's a 33 something. Nice. Um, and then my half, it's, uh, one seventeen something. So nice. oh, very good. Nice. And and why the change into triathlon? What got you into it? Um. Well, I I uh, I keep getting I kept getting injured with running. Um. I mean, running, doing you know, doing ten k's, halves, and and whatnot. You know, the most number of miles I put in on my legs on a week was seventy five miles. Um. And that's I don't I don't train on Sundays, mm -hmm. so that's just six days a week. So um. I, I kept getting injured if I would go up, up above 65 miles. And so triathlon was a way to, you know, have a lot of cross training involved. So you don't have to get your running miles up that high. And, and so it was a, it was a new way to, to get into it. My, my sister started doing full Ironman distance races. And so that was also a, a big pull is that I was, I was at these races with her supporting her and I would just, I got sucked in by the electrifying atmosphere of these races. It's just so amazing. Um, the people in these races. So, so, so you decided to do your first half. Um, how'd you go on that? How did I do it on my first half? Yeah. Um, I, it was, Oh gosh. Um, a four fifty eight fifty nine I think. So I like barely broke five hours. Um, my first real like full half that I did was um, it was eleven and a half weeks after I gave birth to my daughter. So <laughs> I was uh, I was training through pregnancy and then took a good good two weeks off of any training and then got right back into it after two weeks of ha after having her and so. So my sleep was a little off and everything was a little off with that. So obviously training wasn't a hundred percent, but you know, I was, I was happy with, uh, with that race for my first half, um, and all the circumstances involved. It, it, so. <laughs> it's hard for us guys to understand what it's like to go through that female experience of having a baby. <laughs> uh, John and I don't really yeah. understand it at all, really, to be honest, but can you, can you describe, you know, like, you know, I know you obviously were going towards kind of a personal goal at the same time. Uh, what was it like physically to go through that and can you continue on obviously pretty quickly after the birth to, you know, get back into the sport and try to do a race? Yeah. Well, I think training through my pregnancy was one of the best things I could have done um, for the actual birth uh, process. I mean, because because labor, it, it's labor, you know, <laughs> they call it labor for a reason. So, you know, it is taxing on your body and, and whatnot. Um, the, she was born on Wednesday. Um, the Saturday before she was born, I did a three-hour trainer bike ride. Um, the day before she was born, I did uh, six miles 
um, on the treadmill and then I started going into labor. So <laughs> I stopped yeah. running. <laughs> but, um, and then after having her, um, you know, like your body, you know, goes through a lot of changes after having a baby and, and, you know, you're not sleeping as much because obviously she needs you at every three hours. You have a three-hour, you know, interval in between feedings and whatnot. So, so um, you know, it was it was a big. It was just, I guess, in a way, it was like taking two weeks off of any training. You know that you know people do all the time and in, in your training blocks and whatnot. It was just a two-week off time period, but it was kind of like doing an doing a couple Ironmans right beforehand and then taking two weeks off. So trash <laughs> right. yeah. your body and then two weeks off and then jump right back into training and, and, and whatnot. So I, th- I think I'd rather do an Ironman yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think an Ironman was easier. I, I did yeah. natural childbirth, so I didn't have any, any medications or anything. And, and an Ironman, you have certain distances um, and you know that it's going to be over with, with labor. You don't know when it's going to be over. That's a really it's good just, point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, we're, we're quite happy to keep to Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first race is in 2013, and then uh, first Iron Man uh, is in 2014. And was that Iron Man Texas? Was it? Yes, it was. You did your stocking yeah. very well. So. Yeah. And how did that go? Um, that went awesome. You know, um, I was able to have my whole family there. I'm originally from Texas. Um, and so my coach and sister were there and, um, she did it. And then my husband and my daughter and my parents, um, and my other older sister, um, was in from California. So it was a lot of fun to have, to have everyone there. And then, um, you know, the actual race was just awesome and amazing. It was beautiful weather that day. Um, you know, Ironman Texas is known for being really hot and it, it was hot. It just wasn't as hot as it has been in the past. So it was wetsuit legal, so that swim um, was great. I think I did like a 104 swim. Um, the bike ride, I did pretty much what I did in Kona um, on that bike. I did get a flat in Texas, which was unfortunate because I'm, I'm not a cyclist, so I don't change tires very well. So <laughs> um, I, I used fix-a-flat because it was the last like 20 miles of the race, yeah. so it was it was fine. Um and then the run, it's just like New Zealand. It's a it's a two loop run, and so it's really um, nicely supported on that run course, um, which is a lot of fun to have. Uh, I love I love loop run courses because you get more people and you can see more people more. Um, and so that that run was the first marathon that I ran in my life, and I remember crossing that. Um, my longest run before that was 21 miles and crossing that 21 miles point and thinking, oh my gosh, it's unknown territory. <laughs> mm. And uh, it was hard. It was it was definitely really, really hard those last couple of miles. I, I didn't have the most awesome run splits those last couple of miles, but I pulled it in and I got second overall um, and first in my age group. So um, before the race, I people asked me, you know, are you trying to go to Kona? You know, what are you going to do if you, you know, get a bid to Kona? I was like, I don't know. I'll just decide when I when when that happens, when if that happens. You know, I don't want to jump the gun on all that. So, so it was a big decision, you know, whether or not we were going to go to Kona and and whatnot, and decided to do that. And thank goodness we did. So, <laughs> so, so you 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 too off to Kona. What what are your sort of expectations going into that race, and and how much did you know about the whole Kona aura? Given you you know you're still pretty new to the sport, um, 
you know, what, what were your expectations and, yeah, what were your thoughts going in? Yeah, um, so my, I mean, my training going in was going super awesome. I was biking faster, I was running faster, and I was swimming. Um, yeah. <laughs> like any typical triathlete. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I knew I was going to be able to, to hold good times and whatnot. And and my, my outspoken goal um, to everyone was to be top three overall, um, not just in my age group, but overall. And um, and then my secret goal that I didn't tell anyone, even my husband, was to, to win it because mm. um, I believed that, it, you know, I could and and whatnot. So, but I didn't want to jump the gun on that either and say it out loud and jinx myself. So, um, but yeah, going there with the whole Kona aura and whatnot, like I, I did not know about, you know, I'd never been there before. I didn't know how big of a deal it was or, or anything. And, and, um, and so unfortunately I don't think that I had like the, the gratitude that, that everyone does usually have when they go to Kona. Like I, I just, I went and I was just expected to do, you know, I expected myself to do well and, and whatnot. And now looking back on that, I am, I am so grateful for that opportunity and for that experience and, um, for that privilege that it was to compete, um, at that race and, and with all of those amazing athletes that are there. So, so for you, it was more, it was, it was obviously a really important race, but it was another race rather than, you know, I'm sure you probably get now that so many people just, their life is devoted to getting to Kona, yeah. but for you, it was more, okay, I've qualified, I'm in shape, I'm going over there, I'm going to kick some ass. Um, but you didn't, weren't really sort of freaked out by the whole experience like some people may be. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, not freaked out, and I think that's a really good way to put it. Um, I've always done best in my races when I don't have expectations that uh, over expectations put on me by you know like outside forces and whatnot. And I think a lot of times people have that when they do go to Kona, they have all of this these expectations that they you know feel that they have to do and, and whatnot. And I just went and said, okay, let's go have fun. You know, that was. My number one goal is always to have fun. So, <laughs> just a question around the swim because you wouldn't have experienced many starts there. But obviously, this year you girls started behind the guys. Um, how did, how was that for you, based off your experiences? Because you would have been passing a ridiculous amount of guys. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. You probably didn't pass that many in the swim, but on the bike, it would have been. Uh, you would have been passing a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, we still did pass quite a few guys in the swim and, um, I'm, I'm sorry to you guys, but you guys sometimes have big egos. And, um, <laughs> not us two, but you're right, guys. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you two. Yeah. I'm, you know, just talking about all those other ones. So <laughs> they were, they were at the swim in Kona, um, that were just not very nice <laughs> when yeah. girls tried to pass them. Um, they, uh, yeah. So that wasn't, that the swim was a little bit of a beat up in, in the last half of the swim. Um, but then, yeah, out on the bike, I, I mean, I thought that they did the whole like 10 minute back start kind of thing because they didn't want a lot of drafting going on on the bike ride, uh, bike race part. Mm. And, um, I don't think that that happened at all. Um, mm. I, I, I've never obviously been to Kona, so I don't know how the draft fest was, you know, before this last race, but, 
I know that there is a lot of draft fest going on um, during that race. Um, and, you know, obviously I was passing a lot of guys, and um, which was, I guess, a lot more fun to pass a lot of guys than having guys pass me. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. But uh, in the same aspect, it's, it's really hard to, you know, keep legal and, and everything mm. for the whole race when you're so congested for the mm. whole race and whatnot. And so, yeah. Did you, oh, you're good. Um, and so you obviously, you obviously had a strong bike ride. Did you sort of know where you were coming off the bike? I, yeah, I had a general idea because, um, I saw my husband, he was on, on the corner right before I turned back onto the queen K, um, to go home. And so, you know, he was, he was trying to get updates on his phone and, and my parents, you know, were getting updates and having this massive text message going on and trying to tell me where I was at and whatnot. So, um, so I had a general idea of where I was at. And then, uh, when I went into the change to T2, you know, I asked them, you know, do you know how many girls have gone through? And they were like, oh, we have no idea. Yeah. But the first aid station, um, this little like 10-year-old boy uh, who gave me water told me, you're the fifth, you know, fifth amateur woman, fifth amateur woman. Cool. And so I, I knew then that I was the fifth amateur woman. And, um, you know, I, well, as much as you're going to trust a 10-year-old boy, but <laughs> I, I trusted him. So. Yeah. <laughs> And at what stage did you hit the front? Um, yeah, so I remember still going out to the energy labs. Um, and I actually saw Chrissy Wellington. At that point, I think I was, it was second. And she was cheering me on, and I had to do a double take. Like, oh, my gosh, she's cheering for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then it was out in the energy labs that, uh, that I went into first place. And it was just surreal thinking – Oh my gosh, like I I just I'm accomplishing my goal, you know, and and um something that I, I watched some of the Kona videos before I went to Kona, so I, I would have somewhat of an idea about Kona. Um one of my friends lent them to me. And so uh one of those race race videos they said, you know, once once a pass happens in an Ironman race, it's, you know, super rare for it to ever, you know, get reversed or whatnot. And so I kept that in my mind of, yes, you know, so I am gonna pull this through because, you know, they're not gonna come back. They can't come back. And and um those last those last uh four miles, um I remember well, I remember thinking mile twenty two was supposed to be mile twenty three and just like getting like crushed. But um, <laughs> those last couple of miles were were rough and really hard. But uh, yeah, it was surreal and a lot of fun. So, what's it like? You know, like you, you've been a competitive athlete obviously most of your life, but you know, then to come into a new sport and you know to experience the success you've experienced has been pretty cool. You know, like I'm sure you understand the significance of winning the age group world championship. Um, what's it been like? Like to actually kind of just come along and achieve such massive goals. Um, surprising and amazing <laughs> and, um, a lot of fun. I mean, I, I'm just super, super grateful for, for, you know, all the help that I've had to, to get here and, and, um, you know, the journey has just been absolutely incredible and to be able to have this journey with, with my family, um, in particular, like it's just been so much fun have my my husband has been to almost all of my races and then um 
it, I think it's really important for my daughter who's only, she's turning two next month, but, uh, and so she, you know, she obviously is not going to remember this, but to be able to tell her these stories and, and whatnot and to be able to show her that your dreams, whatever dreams you have, you can go out and you can achieve them. And, you know, if you set goals, um, you can, you know, you can achieve your goals and your dreams that you have in life. Um, if you, you know, work hard enough and, and you're blessed enough and, you know, to be put in the right situation. So, so only, only two seconds behind the great Natasha Badman finishing in 25th place overall. And since then you've, um, you've switched over in racing pro this year. So I'm interested to know if that's, uh, just a switch in category and life is going on as normal or, or are you actually sort of trying to make it as a, as a professional? I would love to make it as a professional. I mean, um, I don't, uh, I, I became a pro because it was a very, very long conversation between me and my husband and, and what we were going to do. Cause I think it's definitely a family joint decision, um, being able to go pro. Um, and I, the main reason that I, I wanted to go pro is because I, I want to see the best that I can be. And I don't think that I can just see the best that I can be, um, as an age grouper, cause I'm not competing against, you know, the pros and whatnot and I'm not going all in and, and whatnot. So I want to, I wanted to see the best I can be. So I wanted to, to become a pro and, um, continue. And, and like you said, if life is, is the same as normal, I, I unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I fortunately cannot quit my job as a mother because I would mm. be that. I love my daughter and she's amazing. Um, but it is, it is, you know, a whole new world with, with her. Um, but I was a, a cardiovascular intensive care um, nurse. Um, and I actually did quit that job because I, I was doing it part-time. So I wasn't really doing a ton of hours. But I was doing it part-time. But it was still just too much between being a mom, doing that, and doing my training. Um, trying to, and, and I have a lot of church commitments too, that I, um, am involved with my church really heavily. So mm. having all those four things and trying to balance them all, um, I think something was going to give and I didn't want my relationship with my spouse or my relationship with my daughter to give. And so the job of, uh, being a cardiovascular intensive care unit nurse, um, gave unfortunately, which I, I love that job and and I, you know, fortunately, we'll be able to go back to it um, later in life when I when I have the time. So, so um, if the the sponsors come knocking, or have you gone knocking, and have you had much of a response <laughs> from that in terms of you know being the fastest age grouper in the world? Um, yeah. So, unfortunately, no, they have not come knocking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Send them my way if they come yeah. to you. So, yeah. if you're listening. Go there now. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so that's been that's been a wonderful. I I know that anyone who has um, been in my position and trying to go get sponsors as an age grouper or as a you know a beginner pro um, knows the struggle and the uh, <laughs> the grind involved in um, doing all of that. Uh, which I didn't really, I guess, expect in the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't realize um, that whole different side of, of life, uh, of being a pro and whatnot. But fortunately, um, before before Kona, I did uh, get involved with Team Trigger Point, um, 
they're a self-massage uh, type of a recovery company. And so I was able to be with them. And so I'm, I'm with them. Um, and then just, uh, I think it's a lot about um, who you know. And so then after being involved with them, um, the team manager was able to get me, uh, you know, contacts with a couple other companies and, and get going with them. Um, the dream company I always said that I wanted to be sponsored by <laughs> before Kona, before Texas even, as I, I said, I, I will be happy if I can be sponsored by Bonk Breaker Bars because they're my, like, favorite nutrition ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, could, I could just eat those for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, and fortunately I was able to get uh, a sponsorship with them and, um, blue 70 and then a couple other, um, local companies here beyond exercise, um, a research bicycle outfitters. It's a local bike company here and Buckeye running company, which is a local running store here. And, um, Impact Health and Wellness, uh, it's my chiropractic care, and then um, another company, Container Packaging Supply, actually uh, lets me use their airline miles to travel to races. So oh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good deal. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. like, unbelievable. <laughs> so because so, they actually get me and my husband to races. So no, that's, that's great. Yes. Yeah. It's Because, I mean, he's my support crew. He's my... Yeah. Um, he lets me know where I'm at on the course and cheers me on. So, um, but so that, that, that group of, uh, companies have, you know, powered me through and will power me through for the rest of this year at least. So, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, uh, unless, unless you're like Miranda Carfrey or <laughs> Meredith Kessler or <laughs> the sponsors don't typically just come knocking at your door, yeah. unfortunately. So, <laughs> so, you know, it, Whilst you had an amazing race in Kona and you're still really new to this, it's still a really big gap between being the best age grouper and being sort of a you know a podium contender at a lot of um, the main Ironman races. So when you sort of decided to make the switch, what's your sort of plan for the year? Did you look at races, think you, you know, plan races where you could try to make money or where you could uh, get plenty of points if you want to get to Kona? How have you sort of decided on which races you're going to do or is that an, an evolving beast? Um, well, that, there's a very long explanation to that, but <laughs> um, which I'll try to make short. But uh, one, of, one of the big thing factors um in my training and in my racing is that i don't race or train on sundays mm -hmm. um for different religious reasons um and uh, i really feel like like to me it's keeping the sabbath day holy you know it's one of the ten commandments and and whatnot and um and so that's and i feel like i feel like god has really blessed me for for doing that um through all of my racing and whatnot and being able to progress so fast and and whatnot. So, um, I, I won't ever train or race on a Sunday, you know, like period the end. Like I've had people now to ask me, well, you know, in Australia, you know, really it'll be Saturday in the States, <laughs> Sunday in Australia. So how about that? I'm like, no, it's Sunday, wherever Sunday you are. Like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, but, um, so that limits my races. Um, uh, you know, there obviously are enough races on Saturday. I mean, people generally don't notice if they're on Saturday or Sunday, but there are enough races on Saturday to be able to, um, do the competing and racing that I do need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But that being said, I do have to travel. So, I mean, just like, you know, I was in New Zealand two weeks ago to do that race because it's on Saturday. Um, and then I'm actually going to do Oceanside this next weekend. That's on Saturday. Texas, which is the North American Championship, is in May. And that's my next race after Oceanside. And that's on Saturday as well. So um, uh, a lot of it, a lot of my race planning is like looking, you know, at the races that I have to choose from because it's not just the every single weekend I don't have a race to choose from. So uh, looking at all those races and um, deciding what to do. So so um, my coach and I sat down and we decided to do New Zealand, Oceanside, and Texas and see how those play out, see how I do, how my tra- where my training is and whatnot. And then, and then after that, kind of reevaluate and do, you know, whatever's next. So, so with those three races, it'll just see, be interesting to see, you know, where I place in the, these next two, um, in terms of Kona points and, um, and whatnot. And, uh, depending on what my Kona point status is, um, I'll either continue doing Ironman races or I'll continue just looking for some other like challenge races or, and, or Ironman races and just trying to get as much money as I can. So. Nice. Um, and how was New Zealand for you? Oh, (laughs) um, it was interesting. Um, I did not have the race that I wanted at all, but uh, I really wanted to be top three in New Zealand, um, and I think it was possible to do that. Um, I unfortunately had um, a couple of things come up, such as my daughter was sick, so then I got sick. Mm. So um, I I had a uh, barf fest on the bike, um, so about 10 to 15 times of a fest so that was awesomely wonderful on this yeah on the second loop um i kept putting the nutrition in it just didn't want to stay in so um but then the run i i didn't have any problems on the run but i'm sure i was still you know not as you know didn't have all the nutrition in me and i wasn't as hydrated as i should have been but you know everyone has their own challenges at every iron man every iron man you know, comes with its own challenge, whether it be bike mechanical problems or, you know, being sick or, or whatever. And so, you know, that was, that was my challenge that day and I didn't really, uh, face it so well. So, um, it, it was what it was and I will continue and hopefully do better in my next couple of races. So. Cool. Oh no, we'll be looking forward to seeing progress because each year we see, you know, we like to try to track where the top, you know, a, a lot of people make that same transition that you've made, you know, going from being one of the top few age groupers in, in Kona across to, to pro and a lot of those people have been in the sport for a long time but you've, uh, you're very new and very green and can surely run like a demon so we'll be uh, interested to see where you go. So um, if people want to follow you, is there any um, best ways to do that, you know, your social media or your website, what's the deal? Yeah, I have a social media, Jocelyn McCauley, just on Facebook. Um, and then Josie, J-O-C-E McCauley is my Twitter handle. And then um, I also have a blog called triathlonfor2.blogspot.com. So. And, uh, and I guess uh, you've got to give a bit of a shout out for your, for your hubby because he's your, uh, seems to be your number one, <laughs> number one support lynch, linchpin. Oh my gosh, Scott McCauley. He is, yes, he is my number one support linchpin. He has been an amazing trooper through all of this, through all of my training, my my Saturdays. He's a single dad every single Saturday for my long rides. 
Um, and him and my daughter are what always pull me through those last couple of hard miles of the Ironman. So, mm. does he? Uh, does he? Doesn't do any of this stuff himself? Oh gosh, no! I don't think <laughs> that we could both do it. <laughs> I don't see how people do the the Ironman family kind of thing. Um, he he doesn't think there's any point in running unless there's a ball involved. So, <laughs> yes. cool. yeah. Awesome. Oh, no, that's, um, yeah, as I said, we're going to be following your career and closely and see, uh, we'll see, keep the stalking see going. if it keeps stalking going and we'll maybe see you on the start <laughs> line in Kona. So thanks so much for your time and have a great season. Yeah, good luck with everything. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I just made a little in-joke that I thought was hilarious. John didn't really laugh much. No. But he's going to really put on the show, really, could I? Uh, Jumbo. Impressive. Your thoughts. Impressive results. No, I just, First I mean, season. Doesn't it break your heart when you get people who just turn up and just win? Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, of course she's got a strong running background. But, but still, you know, you can still learn to swim and bike. Yeah. And first time in Kona. You take that, it out. That is to her advantage, though. So you come in pretty green, mm. a bit like um, Chrissy Wellington. First time she raced in Kona, she's like, don't really have a clue what's going on. She you thought know, it was all a bit silly, I remember. I remember yeah. interviewing you, she was kind of like, this. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of go, it's another race. And maybe some of us others should take that same attitude in there. Yeah, it's got a lot of history. Yeah, it's a t- tough course. But yeah, you just got to go, okay, it's going to be hot. It's going to be windy. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. Stop throwing up and just get on with it. Yep, definitely. So, so yeah, be, uh, again, really interested to see where a lot of these uh, age groupers go because, you know, we look at some top age groupers who made the transition. Some do really well. Some do go around and they win Ironman races, you know, win sort of second, third tier races. But then making that transition to being, you know, top 10 in Kona is, it's a, it's a big leap. But she's, Jocelyn's still so early in her career who knows? And she's still, it's not like she's 35 to 39 age group. She's in that 25 yeah. to 29. So uh, it got a good supportive environment. So who knows? Well, good luck to Justin. Okay, Jumbo sponsor, Extreme Endurance. Good old Adam Tinley. He was, he, Adam was giving a bit of feedback, loving my technique that I've given out a while oh, ago. Oh, the pill, the what, pills. In terms of swallowing your pills. So this is from Peter Daddy Death Tinholt, this, this yep. tip. Who, Changed your life, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with pills, but the secret is you just... Um, put the pill in your mouth, put a bit of water in your mouth, lean over forward a little bit, and it just slides straight down. Slides. Easy. So if you're somebody who's struggling with pills, with the extreme endurance, you do take three in the morning, three at night, and uh, and it just just insanely good um, support for muscle soreness and, and improving your performance. But if you struggle with pills, that can be a real challenge. But this way, I'm going to give it to John Newsome guarantee. Well, my friend Jeff the Reef got some off you recently. Yes. And I go, how'd you go? He's going, hey, that's pretty good. I'm going to get some more. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So so get on that. And we've got a bit of news from Extreme Endurance. Uh, the promo code IAMTALK10 has been extended through to, I think it's 1st of June. So if you guys in the Northern Hemisphere need to get some of that for your season, that promo code IAMTALK10 is good and gives you 10% off. So get stocked up for summer. And that is good for the .eu, .uk, .co.uk and .com sites. Next week, um, I'm probably going to be trying to line up an interview with Yvonne Van Vlerken, courtesy of Extreme Endurance, because she's a user, and oh, you can see she smoked it. 
Extreme endurance. She's only that was six. A, that was the difference, Yvonne. Yeah, was she? Yeah, I thought she would have been older, just because not not she's been around for a while. Yeah, it's just she's been around for such a long time. Mm. And uh, when, when we were talking about the results before, I thought, oh, check out her age, and she's only thirty six. So she's on extreme endurance. Helped her. That's why she's doing so well. Get get up to second place, and then we also got some news coming out. I've got some new products coming out later this year. Oh, so coming coming in the May. Inside gossip, John. Bit of inside gossip. I've got some new products coming out to help you out. So check it out, xendurance.com or .co.uk or .eu. Okay, uh, Jumbo questions and answers. Okay, first one came from Try Juice Nick. Uh, it's been a long time since we've talked, but boy, how time flies. I hope all is well. As usual, I have been working like crazy. Nick does work like crazy, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a nut. Photographer, does ex, uh, endurance sports travel, helps him out often in Kona. a couple of websites. I uh, created this infograph from my TriMapper site last night, and I uh, thought it might be of interest to you guys in the I Am Talk fans. The infograph shows Ironman's reach so far in 2015. It includes Ironman and Ironman. 70.3 races to show how they dominate the world and where. So if you don't know what an infograph is, it's one of those kind of image-based information graphs that you'll see on the internet. And he's done one that's it's quite cool, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that on this week's news on our website. You can go over and look at it. And it's just it's just a real gives an idea of actually what's happening with Ironman, where it's happening in the world. Number of countries, number of races, how many races in each month. Um just your basic stats. Yeah, but it's a kind of an easy, cool way of looking at it. So I'll put that on the show notes for this week. Um, Mark, the missile scudder, has got, uh, here's a quick talk you could talk about on the show. Apparently USAT and Ironman legal. So this was, this does seem a bit wrong. Um, no, this is it's basically just a safety device, and, and I'm not usually uh, unless we get given loads of free stuff. I don't usually plug too many things. This is just a safety. Oh, so it doesn't actually inflate while you. It's only if you need it, is it? Yeah. So oh, it's, okay. For, for people, and the reason I thought I'd bring this up is if if somebody is a very nervous swimmer and really worried about their safety, this is a little device that can help. I've had heard different opinions on it, but if at the end of the day, if it gives you peace of mind good you can use it in races basically it, it wraps around your leg and it's an inflatable device that if you get into difficulty you pull the cord and it's going to pop up a little uh, life okay. vest for yep. you and save your, your bacon so um, it is legal and if you've got uh, the reason I thought I'd bring it up if you've got people who are really worried swimmers if this is going to help them Give feel safe confidence. then great so it's called myswimmit.com so basically it wraps around your leg and it's in like a little pocket device and obviously if you panic there's obviously some kind of pull cord you can pull mm. and literally it's almost like a life jacket pops out of the thing and then you can put that on and so my gripe previously were around the snorkel yeah is don't think that you know you've got to learn improve swimming improve yeah. swimming you've got to learn to swim properly to, to be able to do this this is a safety device it's a panic device, and it's a panic it? device so I feel a little differently about it okay um, John Ellis at new location he is well, so muscles inc for all you Christchurch people John Ellis has moved his location so if you need a massage you come, you know, a lot of you people will be coming up for Christchurch marathon and stuff if you need a massage go check out musclesinc.co.nz and his locations move I have to say, John Bo, I was doing the voice work at La Race this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, we started in the square. Mm-hmm. The marathon's going to rock being in the square again. Cool. Yeah, like La Race was really cool starting in the square. And La Race, you're pretty much only there for 10 minutes, and you bugger off towards the other Ekaroa. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty cool atmosphere just being in the square in the morning, and you think the marathon's going to rock being back in the square. Thirty foot, uh, 304 Fitzgerald Ave's John's location, corner of uh, Fitzgerald and Beely Ave, by the look of it. There you go. So, John Ellis, muscle mm-hmm. zinc. <laughs> Um, okay, Jombo, let's do our patrons. So once again, if you uh, want to be a patron on the show, go www.iamtalk.me. Are we getting any more patrons? 
we're slowly filtering in, but we, you know, keep the percentage of listeners is very minimal. And guys, this helps us basically keep the show going. Um, get us to Kona. Get us to Kona. And if you come in at the $10 level, I started shipping off some of the swim caps. You guys that are at the $10 level, if you have been onto our back onto our website and clicked on the, the little button that I sent you a link on, swim caps went out last week. And the swim caps looking good. And I'm picking up the beanies for the guys that come in at the $20 level. Uh, beanies are going to be picked up tomorrow. Icebreaker beanies. Can we see the beanie? What colour? What colour? Black. Oh, of course, mate, because they're all blacks. Yeah. Hey, that's how we roll and use that. Yeah. And the black caps. Yes. Yeah. The black sticks. Yeah, black sticks. Black jacks. Yes. Do you know black what jacks. black jacks are? No. Bowls. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice bowls. The black cocks. Black cocks, did you say? Yeah. What do they call themselves? The shuttle cocks. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking they're about? The badminton, the badminton team? team? Yeah. They won't call themselves the black cocks. Surely. No. They're not the black cocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's a few others. Oh, I'm a black cock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's have a look at this. Okay. I think it is the shuttle cocks. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not the black cocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. You make me laugh. Yeah. You make me laugh. Oh, the black. You've got to come up. You've got to come up with the first name. I've left one there for you. Oh no, Daniel. Uh, okay, you, you can need... think about it. Daniel Dickinson. Daniel you got to think about that. We've got uh, Paul Madman Mitchell, and then we've got Martin the Silver Surfer, Sylvester, Neil Ninja Stafford. And I came up with this. This is this, this, all those ones have been past contributors, and the last one is Tim. Beastie Besant. Nice. Beastie. Beastie. What about Daniel Great Expectations Dickinson? Okay. Because who's Charles Dick? Is it Charles? It was Charles Dickens. I know, it was close. It's close enough. <laughs> great Expectations. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Great Expectations. I'll put that in there. Great Expectations. Um, expectations. Good. Done. So thank you very much to all our patrons for supporting us. And yeah, at this stage, you have got a high percentage chance of being in the draw to go to Kona. Yeah, and so just once again, guys, go to www.imtalk.me. There's a page that explains it all. We really appreciate it. And if you enjoy the show, if it's one of the highlights of your week, um, like I know for me, there's certain podcasts I know that come out on certain days, and I just can't wait to get them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, you know, the feedback we get from you guys is our shows is often one of those for you guys. And if you get value on it, um, you can chuck a few dollars our way. It really goes far. So thank you very much, Jumbo sponsors. Athletics.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Ooh, new products are coming out. Trainer Road. Join our team. Team. And of course, our beautiful patrons. And yeah, and and let's be honest. When you look at our website and you look at the photos, you swimming the photos up? Yep. And they can send them in. They're all pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, that's what happens when you listen to our show. You become beautiful. If you haven't seen them in, again, you guys that are contributing, if you haven't sent your pictures in, send them in to me and I'll get them up there. Okay, Jombo. Watch your goss. Big, big day today, Bevan. It is a big day. It's a I've beautiful off. day in Christchurch. It's going to be 26 degrees. We're, we're well into, into autumn, but today is going to be a cracker. We're just about the end of the first month. Yeah, I know. Swimming pool is going to be closed from today. Oh, why? I, we 26 degrees. Yeah, well, I think today might be the final day. Where we jumped in on Sunday. It was Arctic. Oh, really? So I think from Yeah, today. but we had a bad week last week. We've got yeah. a few days like this. Wait, let me look at the long range. <laughs> you, you don't believe long range. Tell me no, never to believe. But hey, but you, you've got a pool, so it's different. Okay. So what, what weather app do you use? Oh, bit of bit of met service. Got a met service, eh? Yeah. yeah pulling up met service right now, Jumbo. Yeah. So pull up met service. Christchurch, 25 today. 23 tomorrow. 21 Thursday, a little bit of rain. 20 on Friday, 
22 said day. No, get empty it. It's going to custard. 19 next week. Empty it now. Yeah, empty it now. Uh, so that, no, it's going to be. How was your show? Because I went to the ballet, you went to the show. Oh, that was pretty good. Was it? Had a lot of French in it. Um, which was good. It was called Le Sud. And what, like actually spoken French? Yeah, yeah, like the first couple of minutes was all full on French. And I was like, holy moly, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. And I was thinking, these people have got to be French. And they weren't, they were Kiwis, but they spoke immaculate French. But Jumbo, what about little peasant me here who wouldn't know well, French? It was still pretty entertaining. That was just the first few minutes, but it was all about it, definitely go and see it. It, it was funny. I've, got, I've been to the Corp Theatre a few times and it's, it's usually good, but this was particularly High class? Yeah. Oh, mm. John, you've the high recommendation from John yeah. when it comes Le to Sud. theater. The court theater in Christchurch. What's it say? What's it called? Le Sud. Le Sud. Mm. Le Sud. And so that met one of your uh, Les Mills cronies Who's at that? a party on Saturday night. Lou, we're at a party. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah bit of a dress up party, sort of. Well, well, oh, what was the theme? Great Gatsby sort of thing. Oh. You know? Everybody was, I had the, the, I had the hat on and the. The suspenders and everything. God, I've never worn suspenders before. You don't want up that, your butt crack? Yeah, you don't want them too tight. <laughs> you don't want them too tight. At first year, I was like, whoa, <laughs> oh my God. But uh, that was all good. Good night. Get, get a bit trolleyed? We did, but when you got a lot of the fat people there had kids. Yeah. And so, you know, like 11, 30, 12 o'clock, everybody's just splitting because you've got to go home and relieve the babysitters. Oh, uh-huh. who babysits for you? Boy across the road, quite handy. The boy? Mm. Wow, you don't get boy babysitters. Well, the kids are in bed, so it's okay. He's just sitting How there. How old's he? 15, 16. What do you pay him? 10 bucks an hour. That's pretty good, isn't it? It's, it's pretty good if you're 15, 16. Uh, if you, not nowadays. Sorry? It, 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 it's not amazing nowadays. It's not amazing. You pay older older babysitters more, but yeah. If they don't do anything, we pay 10 bucks an hour. I like how you do that. You, you, there's criteria. Yeah. Well, wait, what do you have to do to get more? Well, the kids have got to be up. Oh, okay. So if they're in bed, you, you yeah. get nothing. You're watching TV. You're watching TV. Did you, you used to have a girlfriend who babysat? A girlfriend? Well, like my, my girlfriend, Stephanie. Yeah. She used to babysit and I'd go hang out with her. I was too busy training. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go at 5.30. <laughs> no, none of that. Carry on. <laughs> I had to focus. Focus. Athletes. How old were you when you had your first, your first love? Oh, let's just, you've got to finish the show. No, come on, I've got heaps of time. No. I can do this. I was too, too busy training. But where, where were your first girlfriend? Sorry? I had girlfriends at school. Yeah. No first love. Too busy training. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I was always in love. No. I've always been a lover, John. Lover, not a fighter. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, goss? Any other goss? Got another big party this weekend. Oh, new This time we've ditched the kids. This one's a biggie. So what's this for? Kids, uh, good friends, 15th wedding anniversary, and they moved into a new house as well, built a new house. So oh, do you really want to have a party in a new house? That's, that's a mistake. Be, they've already put out the callers. They've called it a black tie one and everything. It's going to be full full schmozzle, but uh, the, the call has gone out, no stilettos allowed because they've got the new flooring and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. But you so, don't put alcohol in a new house because yeah. something's going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be got, something there because you know what? People are stupid when they're drunk. Some of the people go to this party are no, known to do some silly things. There's, so, there's a pool, oh. there's a pool and everything. So, like yeah. in this house here, I'd never have a party. My old house, I had a few parties, but mm. well, not many. I had, I think, had one party. But this house here, mm. people ruin stuff when they're drunk. So, thankfully, thankfully, that party is on Saturday. And thankfully, the cricket final is on Sunday. I, was I like, have to say the same thing because I'm going to this, Wanaka this weekend to do the race. And I was thinking, oh, no, the road, it's going to be yeah, a Saturday. Yeah, no, I was a and little was concerned. <laughs> and then I saw Sunday and I was like, oh, there is a God. Yeah. Oh. Uh, outside of that, Bevan? So um, what, you got rid of the kids so you can get trolleyed? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, staying there, in-laws. Nice. So outside of that, Bevan, 
who knows how where this week is going to go after today. It could be just a standard week, or it could be. I have to say, with this game of cricket, I'm actually like right now. I'm nervous. Like, like, like I'm giving not, us forty percent. Oh, it's 40, a, nah, it's a 50-50 oh, It's a 50-50 Both teams Like when you look at How we've been playing For the last 18 months mm. We're a class team now You know It hasn't Like 92 we fluked it This one we've, We're a class team For People who don't what, home, Follow home cricket advantage Yeah People who don't follow cricket You miss This is out. like a soccer game It's it's just going to be A couple of tiny little moments And that's going to win the game oh, Please Black Cat mm. one um, mm. oh, Bevan did you do anything Exciting at the weekend Commentating on the race It was a nice day yeah, it was it was it was quite windy apparently. Mm-hmm. Up top, but I, was, I didn't notice it. I was down low, so yeah. it, was, it was good for me. Uh, I was doing my uh, modelling for Tourism New Zealand last week. Yeah, that was quite fun. Um, if you're in Australia, you might see me. Really? Because it was for Australian campaign. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're in Australia, if you good. see me on some billboard or something like that, yeah. Go, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. That idiot. Um, this week coming up, we're off to Wanaka. Mm-hmm. I got to Wanaka quite a bit, Jumbo. Can't complain about that. It's a nice place. Yes. Would you want to live there? Um, I could live in Wanaka. It's a bit cold in winter. Yeah, a bit small as well. Yeah, everyone would know everyone. Yeah, small town. Yeah, no, I, I could live there. Band's going well. A little bit cold. Have I showed you my new song? No. Oh wait a second! Back it up. The, the guys, you can like. Just, here we go. Wait a oh, second. Goodness. Get excited, people. Okay, get excited. Get excited. Wait a second. Um. um um, okay, I see you tomorrow. That's the name of the band, John. And I was, in, I was with the young kid the other day, and he goes, "What's your band name?" And I said, it's, "I see you tomorrow." And he goes, "Wow, that's a cool name." Mm. I was like, "Hey, if the kid, young kids like it, so which part are you doing here?" Yeah. And I'm going, bum, 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 bum. I fast forward a bit. Took any singing? Yep. Better than expected. <laughs> <laughs> Expectations are pretty low. <laughs> well, it was a lead break. Oh, the, the people on the bikes are loving it right now, John. Now, are you... Are, are you offended if I say that's good pub music? Yeah, but no, we're a rock band. Yeah. Yeah, we're a rock band. Yeah. We're not offended. Yeah. We're not trying to be bloody Katy Perry. Yeah. No, pub, pub music. Yeah, we'll be at the pub. Sad, the pub. Saturday night bender. Stop the sign. Another 20 seconds of my number. Okay, great. Just clear a few emails over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So why don't we... Mate, mate, I'm in a rock band. Nice. Come to the pub. What will you wear if you come to the pub, John? Uh, I'll have my um, your black, black t-shirt on, black <laughs> your t-shirt, black jeans. fishnet. <laughs> your fishnet. I'll be there. <laughs> got to be a pub. I would love to see you, you in a fishnet. You've got to have. Uh, got to go somewhere where they do jugs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Five dollar jugs. Five dollar jugs. I'll be there. Jugs, man. The Rewaka Tavern. That's where you got to go. What, is, what does it cost you for a jug nowadays? Depends where you go. About. Uh, it varies a lot. You go down to the Cashmere Club, Gentleman's Club. Oh, but that's not, not that kind of Gentleman's Club. Uh, <laughs> John's you, here every night. Yeah. It's only like seven bucks or something. But you go into town or something, they don't even serve jugs, but if they did, they'd probably be 15 bucks. I remember when I was a kid, you had $4 jug nights. Mm. 
Oh, no, big nights they were. The four Getting gentlemen. old. Jumbo, so there you go. So I'll, I'll bring another song in the next couple of weeks. We're recording. We're, uh, we're, we're getting there, John. We're, we're, we've got eight songs. We think probably about 13. Yeah. So eight songs. But it's coming along. We're cool. Getting, you know, this time next year, John, well, I won't be able to do the show because I'll be in a tour or mm-hmm. you'll just have to Skype me from Sounds, Wembley. I can, I can, I can come. Well, if I go to Wembley, if we get to Wembley, you can come. I'll bring you, you over. Shout me over. Yeah. I, if, I, okay, here's a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> if we get to Wembley yeah. with a sold out concert, I guarantee I'll shout you over. Oh, no, you had the sold out concert in there. Oh, I'm not just, yeah, okay. <laughs> there it's busk out front yeah there uh, we go so uh, anyway Legends show coming out next week most likely and I've done the interview it went solo with Valerie Silk it is gold <laughs> this just sounds wrong uh, <laughs> what, 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 tell me about it so she was not the very first well, pretty much the very first race director of Iron Man Hawaii yeah uh, the first couple of years they kind of just muddled their way the through that yeah. she took over in 80 or 81 Did she saw the real growth really eh? yeah oh, without her the event may well not have ever happened. And, and does she give you lots of kind of goss? Uh, there's a bit of good stuff in there. Yeah, great. Very interesting about the sale process, which oh, you guys really? will have to listen to. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, guys, so that will be on next week. We'll let you guys know about that in next week's show. Okay, good job, bro. Let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.